What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lead Fast Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'll be your host, and I'm joined with Tommy Wofford, our fearless leader. Bro, I was about to say, what's up, guys? And like, you just jumped in. You, you took nope, it. I got you, man. All right. I got this. I didn't have to write it on the board. And I'm joined with, I did have to write this on the board, Alan Soto, the CEO and founder of Vanilla Capital, right? That's, That's right. right. Yeah, I got it. He, he did it. We I'm were excited. all. We were very worried, guys. We were very worried that he was totally going to screw the pooch on that one. Yeah, my but brain it. it logs like two words, maybe three <laughs> words at a time, and then once you get past that in a phrase, I'm supposed to remember. It's like it starts making stuff up. So. He's he's like he's literally Michael Scott. He'll start sentences <laughs> and hope they find their way. He's like it's, I'm words exactly are out. Michael Scott. He's 25 percent committed to this when he gets started. Like he gets a quarter of the sentence out. Yeah. And then it goes wherever it goes. And no joke, point. I'm not going to go into detail on this because nobody wants to hear this and I don't want to admit all of this. But <laughs> the reason I fell in love with The Office is because a part of me did like resonate with Michael Scott in particular. His, the, the cringy side of his character. So like, yeah. And I'm in The Office with you every day, so I can attest. Yeah. He's equally as cringy. Maybe like 15% more cringy. Well, yeah. Well, mine was like growing up too. Like I was like, God, that's me when I was in high school or, you know, like looking at Michael. So yes, I'm bad with phrases and bad with remembering words. And it but keeps I got the this. office interesting. It does. So we have one of my favorite people in all of Augusta. So Alan's with us today and we've been waiting for like a, a week or so to make sure that we can fill up, find the time and get him in here. So <laughs> welcome. Hey, wait, we have this thing. Watch. Yeah. yeah, we're glad you're here. Everybody's welcome to the podcast. And he came in with an entourage. You guys can't see, but there are like three other people here, and one guy looks like Aquaman, and it's awesome. I'm you still not convinced he's not Aquaman yet. If he starts <laughs> swimming out of our toilet, we'll know. That's, uh, wow. Well, I haven't seen the movies, but is that a thing they do in the? I don't know. I just figured that was the closest place to get water. Yeah. Okay. That, right. No, I'm, I'm with that. Okay. I'm cool. Yeah. So, so Alan's here now. Alan, uh, mm-hmm. like Daniel said, is the CEO and co-founder. So not just the CEO. Um, and I, we were just sort of like chatting about that when we were trying to figure out what we were going to, how we we're going to introduce him because it's important because I'm a CEO and co-founder, right? And so it's one of those things where it, somebody didn't just hire you to come in here and pull off a vision. Like this is your vision. Like you're sticking it out. You're running the company. And really at this point, you don't really have to keep running the company. Like you've, you've had, you've had enough success that you could, you could sunset this thing and watch it from a distance. We're going to get you some slack. Go ahead. Oh no, for sure. I, I definitely could do that, but what would be the what'd be the fun in that? There's like, no fun in that. That's right. He's uh, Alan's. We've had one lunch together, and uh, I already knew. I was like, me and this guy are the same guy. I like that. That's, yeah. like, he's out here killing it in Augusta, but it's not always been a killing it experience. And so we're going to talk about that because I think you have one of the coolest entrepreneurship stories, uh, how you got started and stuff uh, that I've ever heard. I was telling Daniel bits yeah. and pieces of it yesterday <laughs> and I was like, bro, this guy has the best story. So tell me the dumpster diving story. Tell oh, everybody man. the dumpster diving story. This is the best. I think this is life hack 101, like how to just <laughs> make something happen. Dude, it's just straight hustle and grind. No, it is you for gotta sure. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah. So like, so in Miami, so you're from Miami originally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, from Miami originally, so the story you're talking about is a little shortly after college, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And me and a buddy of mine look at Wendy's, and and you know up here in Augusta, there's like two or three Wendy's. Down in Miami, there's like 50, yeah. 60 Wendy's, oh, like yeah. within a drop, you know, a 30 minute drive. And Wendy's at the time is doing this promotion with AirTran, and if you collect 32 of these cups, you can exchange them for a one way ticket anywhere AirTran flies. And we decide, well, 
I'm sure people are probably not keeping these cups. They're probably just throwing them away. Yeah. Because that's what I do. You know, if right, I get a right. cup, I'm like, I'm like, shoot, I'm not coming to Wendy's right. like 32 <laughs> more times in the next four weeks to, to right. get enough of these cups. And these cups, normal Wendy's cups are yellow and red. These cups were blue. So they stood out. Same, okay. col- same color as the airline. And so we go into the dumpster, and, and when, luckily Wendy's has clear plastic bags for their <clears> trash cans. And you look in. And you just see all these blue cups in the bag. So we're like, well, let's go get them. And initially we're thinking, like, let's just get ourselves free flights. Right. And then as we're getting them, we got up to several thousand cups. And we decided, well, why don't we, you know. <laughs> why don't we several thousand. <laughs> How many Wendy's are you at, bro? Like, I just imagine, like, you're driving around in, like, a, you know, this is back when early 90s, maybe? Like, late 80s? No, late 80s. I'm trying to th- think. How old do you think I am, dude? Wait, answer the question, Doug. I meant late. shut up. Late 90s, early 2000s, right? like 2006. Okay, I, I'm older than you, so like my, my frame of reference on time is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> It's getting worse. Sorry. <laughs> slipping. You slipping, bro. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that you were saying we would cut out, but we'll leave this in. So, okay. So, 2006, AirTran isn't even around anymore. So, 2006, yeah. I imagine you're like in like a Ford probe driving around with like stacks of cups, like thousands of cups. Like in my brain, that's what that looks like. So, like, were you guys just going like, do you have a circuit? You're like, Wendy's to Wendy's to we, Wendy's? We did. My my brain is very analytical. So, we, uh, we you know, we developed a whole route based on based on timing, you know, like what, what the distances are based on the highways and stuff that we'd be traversing going there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Wendy's had different closing times. So, we would go, you know, we'd start the ones that close first. That yeah. way, you don't have people coming out to the dumpster and telling you to get the heck out of there, which right. we had uh, several times. Uh, and, yeah, so we were probably hitting 25, 30 Wendy's a night. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Wait, let's let's back up for a second because I want to know how that like how did you get there? Did you did you just look in a dumpster and see the cups and be like, okay, we can make money here? Easy pickings. Or were you fruit. or were you just sitting around one day and like, I got an idea. Like I know what we can do. We can go get the cups. Like how did that how did that idea come to you? No, it, w- it was just we wanted to go do it to get ourselves some free flights. So you, it was pre thought. Like yeah, you didn't stumble. It was okay. total selfish uh, okay. motivations at the beginning. No, I, I love thought. that. I love that. Yeah, I just like to picture like you were just asleep and just <gasps> woke up and you had this epiphany like I can go to the Bahamas. I know what I'm gonna do right now. I'm going to Wendy's. <laughs> I'm going to Wendy's right yeah. now. All right. So how did the how did the how did the Wendy's thing turn into a business? Like because you had several. Okay, so well, you got was, several thousand cups. What well, did you do with it? Them? Well, it was time limited. All right, because right. they were only running this promotion for like four or six weeks at the time, and, and right. it had already been running a little while when we finally said, "Hey, why don't we go get these cups?" and so we, we went to the dumpsters and we're collecting all these cups and then we're figuring out, all right, how do we, how do we sell them? We're not just going to go around the streets or something and ask people if they want to buy flights. So we decided uh, eBay was up and running by then. And, you know, it wasn't the early 80s. So <laughs> eBay. Internet was around. The, yeah, the internet was around. <laughs> That's and, and we put them on, we put them on eBay and just started selling them at the max that one is allowed. They would allow you to redeem four one-way tickets. So we started pa- uh, packaging them in 128 uh, coupon wow. and, and selling them and and they started they started selling really fast uh we had a paypal account because at that point you had to have a paypal account to, re- to get paid because also from, not the yeah. early 80s it wasn't right, the early right, 80s. Right, right. Yeah, e- elon musk was around already, <laughs> yeah. uh so luckily he, yeah and then uh we it just man it sold like like wildfire Dang. and so much so that paypal was like all right you guys just created this account a week ago, and all of a sudden, you've got you know <laughs> the feds are not going to yeah, <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars in there, and they're in Miami. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is definitely cartel. 
<laughs> for sure. <laughs> Cartel business. They, they thought something because they froze all of our all of our assets for six months. What? Yeah. That put a damper on the business model, didn't it? Well, sort of. We could still. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, you can still keep selling and depositing money in there. We just not gotta <laughs> We're not going to give it to you for yeah. six I got months. You. Yeah. What blows my mind is, so you put these up on eBay, right? Yeah. That means there was an equal amount of people who were like, I wonder if these cups are on eBay. Searching. So you had the like the right end of the equation because you knew somebody out there was searching. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's mind-blowing. I love that. So what was the what was the total figure? What did you guys end up selling your thousands of cups for? I, I forget the exact amount that we got, but I know that I walked away with just over 10 grand oh my God. from the whole thing. My, it was me and one other a buddy of mine. Did you get your free flight out of it? Did you save enough cups <laughs> to get your free flight? You know what? I never actually got a free flight myself. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, but we, you walked we, away with it. We that's sold, dope. We, we sold them all. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and yeah, then I, the money was held for six months, so I couldn't do anything with it, which was probably a blessing in disguise because, you know, if you handed a, you admit, a, tw- yeah. a 23-year-old $10,000, I yeah. probably would have spent it right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the interim, then I started searching for what I really wanted to do because the Wendy's promotion was over. So that wasn't going to be the multi-million dollar <laughs> idea. Yeah. I, I mean, I still, it's phenomenal that it was just a multi-thousand dollar idea. You know what I mean? Like, and what's the saying? The window of the opportunity. Yeah. You got to, what, what is it? Opportunity of a lifetime has to be seized during the lifetime of the opportunity. Yeah. And that's what you did because you yeah. only had some, and then you like, you know, two weeks into it or a couple weeks into it, you're like, hey. Yeah. You already lost some, some, uh, what is it? Some units on that. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if anybody else did that like in nationwide, if somebody no. else was smart enough to be like, you I know what? Saw, there were some, if I, well, cause I searched on eBay too, when we were deciding to post them on there, there were some people selling them, but I mean, nobody that we saw with doing it, the volume that we were, you had them bundled up, right, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we, we'd cut, we'd get home and the first thing you do is we'd throw them in the backyard and just hose them all off. Cause it'd be all these used cups. You yeah. know, some, some people are drinking fruit punch, Coke, all sorts yeah. of stuff, ketchup on the side of it every time. It's kind of nasty business. And then, uh, you know, then we cut them all out and to get it as small as possible to package it, to ship it. So you're just cutting the, the tap, the, yeah, the little coupon on the side of the, the cup. Side. Yeah. That's some work. You yeah, guys, man. you earned that money. Like you put that in. Like we that did. Was I, re- I remember the first time we're there. You know, you're apprehensive. <clears> I'm <throat> leaning over the dumpster. And we're pulling it out. And after about 30 minutes of doing it that way, you're like, oh, screw it. And you just like, you just, just get in. Right yeah. into yeah. The oh, man. So but, there, okay. I, there I am standing in the middle of a dumpster and you're pulling the bags out. And again, we had the same route. And these dumpsters get cleared out like every three days or so. So we're like, oh, no, these are the ones from last night. So we'd get to the bags that we already ripped open the night before. Oh, yeah. so you you saw your trail. You left like a little trail. You're like, oh, we've been here. Let's yeah. let's move on. And, That's they, crazy. and they only had to go through the bags that were new bags because uh, they could okay. see the old ripped bags you. from the night before. So that yeah. made it even faster. One Man. time, I remember we went to one dumpster and somebody had already picked it. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the f? So we, you start uh, you start shaking yeah, down your so business partners. You're like, hold up, bro. No, we uh, we changed the route to get there a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I he's, love he's, that. It's, it's good data, man. And it, had he not good, like we sort of <laughs> no, but listen, no, listen, this is good because we we laughed a little bit when he was like, yeah, because the nerd me was like, I've got to make a route yeah. and everything. Da, 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 da. But had he not had all that data, yeah, you could have made that change. Yeah. So yes. that's, yeah. well, one of the one of the crazy stories was early on, we uh, we were driving <clears> in like this tinted old uh, what is it like a Chevy Tahoe or something. So right. we're driving down the street in it. And we had already done this a couple nights, so we had like all black clothes on. Like it's almost like uh, <laughs> like track suits, right? So that uh, because you know we're jumping in these things, we're not trying to wear like nice cotton. Yeah, you don't want anything that absorbs right. anything. Right, you know, like when you're inside of a dumpster. 
So we're, it's we're good to know. Yeah. Note, note for dri- the listeners. Yeah, we're, we're driving down. To, yeah. I had already put on the gloves, my latex gloves and stuff. So I'm in all black, you know, I put on latex gloves. <laughs> and somehow he runs the light. So the next thing you hear is woo, like right behind us. Oh and I'm like, gosh. I'm like, oh my gosh. And we're all dressed up in black. We have latex gloves on. Oh you know, in the middle. And this is like 11 o'clock at night. And in Miami. Yeah, in so, Miami. So they it's, go, they it, go it back is, and search for a body because. Not no. even a body. It is unreal that they did not call canine. And, and like, like literally and like, wait, what do they do? What do they do? What? Well, luckily, luckily the, my buddy that we were doing this together, was actually an off duty cop. So, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but if we weren't in his place, but he's like, he's like, just shut up and, and stay yeah. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll slip you four cups and you saw nothing. That's funny. All right. So, so you walked away with 10 G's. So, so how did you parlay that into like a life of entrepreneurism? Cause the story is great. I mean, the, the yeah. hustle is awesome. But if it's just a story about hustle, anybody can do that. Not everybody can take the hustle and turn it into something meaningful. Yeah. I mean, when we did that, I didn't know what we would end up doing with it. Like, uh, like in my mind, it was just a way to make a quick buck. Right. Initially, it was just a way to get free tickets to go somewhere. Then, yeah. then it ended up becoming, hey, let's make some money off of this as well. And, but I knew that I needed to do something in my life. And I, I am not wired to take direction from other people or to carry out other people's visions for them. Like I very much like, you know, I, I'm in my head way too much. I dream way too much. I want to make stuff happen. I want to, I want to build like a kingdom that does good for other people. So I I was trying to think, what do I want to do? I'm out of college. Um, I got $10,000 in the bank right now and decided at that point to actually go into elder care. Um, Early on in, uh, in college and late in high school, my grandfather ended up in in a nursing home. And I just remember walking into that nursing home. And if you guys have ever been to a nursing home, the hallways are usually lined with wheelchairs or you walk by the rooms and it's, mm-hmm. it's very lonely and depressing. Yeah. It's it's really <clears throat> a weird idea because there's a lot of people there, but they're all really isolated at the same time. And I just remember like, man, this this really ho- horrible, horrible way. Like everybody that's in here mm-hmm. lived, th- lived the same type of lives that yeah. we lived. You know, they fell in love, got married, had kids, found jobs. Uh, it's just, crazy. Yeah, and then to end like that, it just didn't seem right to me. And I remember we ended up getting my grandfather there, so he was able to die at his home, you know, with his with his wife there and his kids and stuff. So that was a very redeeming uh, end to that story. Yeah. But I decided, well, let me go try to do something. And again, we're back in 2006 here in South Florida, and this was the real estate bubble was peaking at the time. And you know, I'm down there, 23 years old. I, yeah, I got $10,000 in the bank, but that's not going to buy anything. Nursing homes are, and assisted living are are uh, controlled by multi-billion dollar corporations right, right, right. that just popped them up everywhere. So I heard about this place up in Washington, Georgia, which uh, everybody here in Augusta tends to know Washington, Georgia as the place they have to drive through to get to Athens to go to the Right, UGA. right, yeah, yeah. So ended up moving up here and thinking I was going to do elder care in, a, in four manufactured homes around a parking lot, and I had to go there and convinced the gentleman and his uh, and his mom to to lease me the property of an option to buy it uh the down payment for it was ten thousand dollars was to was to wow. buy that yeah and and started and got started and ended up shifting a little bit because i thought let me do individuals with developmental disabilities instead of caring for elderly individuals because it was a little easier to get into you know and the competition won't be as fierce and i figured i'd do this for a couple years and then I'll have enough clout and cred to get into the elder care game. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was like, like anything, you, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And, and I did that. And he obviously had much different plans for me because 
14 years later, you know, we're still in working with individuals with developmental disabilities mm-hmm. and, uh, and now even working with children of autism, but started that business, just wow. me and my sister. First two years, we were the only team members there doing everything. And slowly that's over crazy, time, man. Yeah. That's and, crazy. And so how many, how many individuals were you caring for at that point? At that point, we opened up one home. So that, that home ended up opening in July 21 of 2007, we opened up and there was one individual and in August, the second one came in, in, um, October, third one came. And then in January, we got our fourth individual, which is, that's the uh, maximum amount that you can have. Cause the whole premise of the program is to, uh, get them out of institutions, you know, to, to mm-hmm. get them into the community. Yeah. And if you start putting five, six, seven, eight people in one home in a community, all you're basically doing is running a mini institution in the community. So, uh, so that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah I don't, uh, it's crazy. Like, I've, I've never thought about like the back end work is that, but I mean, I know that it takes like a special, what's the word? Like predisposition, like personality, yeah. a kind of person to take care of people like that. That's insane. Like, that's crazy. Dude, I did not have that at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're right. It does take that. Yeah. I'm not that guy. <laughs> so here we are today. Wait for I, I, Wendy's to roll back around the <laughs> their promotional deal, dude. But I'm hiring. I'm going. I'm going to one of the high schools and hired a bunch of kids to pick them out of the dumpsters. Dude, today. that's they smart. <laughs> that's entrepreneurship 101 right there. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I learned a lot. I, mm-hmm. I developed a lot of patience. That was something early on as a as an entrepreneur. I developed a whole lot of patience, and at the same time, too, I learned a lot of what I didn't know. And you just have to be willing to do whatever you have to do. Like if you have to d- dive in a dumpster, you have to dive in a dumpster. Yeah. We had uh, several obstacles come up early on. Like the the fire marshal comes out and tells us, yeah, you can't use these four properties for what you want to use them for. I was like, well, what do you mean? I already signed the lease. I already gave the guy every penny I had. He's like, well, they're too close together, so you can't do it. So I'm, I'm there like pleading and begging with the guy. And the guy was a super nice guy. And he found uh, some, I don't want to say loophole, but some, some ways to kind of, get around certain rules like all right in lieu of doing this you can you can do this instead mm-hmm. and that will that will offset that uh potential deficiency yeah and so so there we are like i'm you know in the middle of the night i'm installing fire alarms in the house i'm putting in emergency lightings i'm building special handrails uh so that and putting together ramps all that sort of stuff i didn't know how to do any of that stuff i'm a, I'm a miami kid like we yeah. we don't <laughs> we don't do that i didn't grow up on a farm or anything so but you learn what you have to do to, to get to your goal right and so, so that's what we were doing. Me and my sister, like literally sometimes staying up the whole night prepping for Man. some inspector coming in the next day and we got it all done and we got it all open. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, then yeah, fast forward 13, 14 years, we go from that one house, just two of us to, uh, you know, 40 locations all the way from Washington and Augusta and Savannah, close to 300 employees. Wow. So it was literally, it was literally a bootstrap yeah. operation. Yeah. That's incredible. Like three, Jeez, just the, yeah. the infrastructure that it takes to grow that and do that and being really, I mean, like how fortunate the timing even there was because with the, with the, um, increase in awareness for mental disabilities and the, the assistance for that and all the things that you, I mean, you guys can take advantage of from a business standpoint, but also the rising need and how, like, cause I know that like the, your, your standard of care isn't institutional. So we talked a little bit about that, about how like how what you really want to do is have an organization that helps people. Like you're not, you're not a, 
a barren robber, like sort of entrepreneur where you're like, give me the cash grab and let me yeah. just go and like do my thing. But like you, you really have a business with a heart for people. And so that's incredible that, and then probably one of the reasons, I mean, you gave, you know, God a lot of credit for having different plans, but your heart for people probably is a lot of the reason that you were able to be so successful and, and have all these things line up for you too, which is great. Um, I love it when I see good people like get forward because that's good. It's good for the whole community when the yeah. best people rise. Well, thank you. Yeah, man, it's yeah. good. So, so then, you, so then you got to uh, three hundred employees and forty locations, right? And that was the number. Um, and and you're crushing it. Like the the business is running. And at that point, if you're if you're at that scale and that sort of like critical mass. The business has got to be doing pretty well, right? At this point, the business, like financially, it's got to be in the black, and it's doing pretty yeah, well. It was doing all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the I've seen that face before. That's the uh, that's the humble entrepreneur. Yeah, we were crushing it. We were d- demolishing it, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, it it allowed us the opportunity to for me to start doing some of the other ventures. Yeah, I, yeah obviously, yeah. Because yeah. I want I want to get to how you got to Vinaya Capital from I'm running. Uh, uh, an organization that is for, you know, disability care. So, so you guys at some point in time had sort of a, li- a liquidity event. You had an acquisition, right? Like, yeah, we, we t- took on a partner yeah, um, okay. with, uh, Soda LG was the name of that company that worked with the adults with developmental disabilities. And, and that really just freed us up both in terms of financially and, and time. Like they're, um, you know, they're a major player in nationally. So they were able to bring some resources and backroom business, uh, components that we didn't have in place that frankly, like two or three of us were doing. And now they've got departments with dozens of people running just single facets of, of that. And so. at scale, that works for them. It would, you could have, it would have, it would have been a different business metric for you to try to put in departments to run a single facet, but oh, yeah. because yeah. they do it nationally. They yeah. Can. That, that little thing was, it was too, it was some of those elements. I mean, you know, running a business that uh, there's some little small elements that are just annoying, um, but they yeah. have, but they have to be done. <laughs> You know, and you can't afford to just hire one person to do that. It's not big enough for that, but man, it feels like it's way too much to just throw on your plate. And and it's real nice to uh, partner up with an organization that has scaled to such a level where they literally have whole departments to work on those little pieces. And the people that run them are annoyed by those things. Like that's what, that's actually their calling. They're super stoked to put receipts in all day long. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the one here, by the way, that's the personal (laughs) one. I hate receipts. The TPS reports. Yes. It's the exact same thing. Like legitimately when we go travel, like I hate receipts so much (laughs) that I know I don't have to keep them for under 50 bucks. If I'm putting gas in my car, when it gets to 48 bucks, I don't care how much gas, I don't care how much else it is to fill it up. I'm stopping because yeah. I'm not bringing a receipt home. If, if we go out to dinner, the, to me and two staff members, and it's going to be $49, I'll tip in cash and just eat it because I don't want to take a receipt home. I hate receipts. It's my personal thing. Uh, so, yeah, if I had someone all day long just knocking out receipts, that'd be a beautiful thing. By the way, we should all get together, pull our money, and go build a piece of software that does that. Just a thing. Hey. So, so... I'll you chip get, in six bucks on that. <laughs> it's uh, uh, six dollars uh, uh, on it. I'll chip in forty nine dollars. Nice forty nine ninety. I feel like we're bidding here. <laughs> so, so you guys had a, uh, brought in a partner, freed up some cash, and but I like we said earlier, like you're a hustler, so you're not gonna like sit on the cash. So like, so then what's the next move? Like, how do you figure out like how do I reinvest this? You obviously picked Augusta, Georgia, as a community to like kind of sort of put your stamp on like you've done some we'll get into like all the cool things you've done here but like why not go back is, is Miami home why not go like 
Find an office park in Miami. The weather is much better. Okay, well, um, <laughs> we're dealing with two different two different ponds there. Okay, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I've been here. I've, I've been in Georgia now for this will be the 14th year that mm -hmm. I've been here. And I've, I've fallen in love with it. I mean, this is where I've gotten all my opportunity and where the community has it has embraced us and what we're doing. And, and I've embraced the community back and we've all yeah, embraced sure. the community back. So, I mean, I can't turn my back on it. And, oh yeah. And now that I've, now that I've got what I want and I'm out, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's just what would that say of me as a person and, and the companies that we've built. Like, that's so cool, man. Yeah. We're not, we're not just carpet baggers. Um, we're, we're here to make a difference. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I had a lot of people ask me that same question. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause you know, we, started here we grew it here we had all the success and then but a lot of like my friends and business colleagues are in la and new york yeah. and it was like you know and there's opportunity to move to la and new york and chicago and go be part of these larger corporations and do this stuff and uh so then what do you do do you move or do you stay and we just said no we're gonna put down roots and our kids are gonna go to school here and all that stuff and um That's it's worked awesome. out really well for us yeah. um but it's also worked out incredibly well for you so Vinaya capital is I think one of these like beautiful, like beautiful mind moments where you're like, I can see where I can do the most financial gain, but also do the most like, uh, community good. And I love, I love that about like sort of your ethos of how you do business. So talk a little bit about that, like sort of the, the goal of that, um, that company and how you're spinning off other companies that are doing great things here in Augusta. Yeah, I, I guess we can circle back to some of the companies that started along the way too, because yeah. we're kind of jumping over them. But uh, basically what happens is after we have this uh, partnership opportunity and we do have uh, you know, a lot more uh, financial resources to do bigger projects, some of the bigger projects that we've uh, kind of wanted to do but have never really been able to do or had the time or money to do them, we start noticing that all these, we have a spider web of companies all of a sudden. And how do we manage these things? Because we're just, you know, you're, you're running around like a chicken with their head cut off, so to speak. Uh, all right, this company needs help here. This company needs help here. So what we want to do is create more of a structure and a balance to it all. So we say what we really need is like a parent company where we can kind of centralize some of the core operational uh, needs that all these companies are going to have, you know, like your legal and your IT right. and your marketing and your financing. Like you can handle those at the top level and it really won't impact the identity or the service delivery of, the com of those businesses themselves mm -hmm. to remove those from the everyday needs. So... We did that. We created we created this parent entity, and now we're trying to think of a name. Well, what do we want to name this company? What I mean, what what is it we're trying to do here? And so we came up with Vinya Capital. It was actually uh, me and uh, my buddy John, who's a pastor here in Augusta. We're we're trying to think of something that incorporated both the business that we wanted to do, so that people would know this is a business, but at the same time, the values that existed within the business and the core tenets of why we do what we do, like. With, Simon Sinek talks about it all the time. People don't buy what you do, they buy why, why you do it. Right. And so I'm a strong believer in that. And so we we circled around, had lots of uh, dinners and beers and stuff. That's where some of my best thinking happens. And uh, so where all the best thinking happens. <laughs> and we came up, we started looking at this one ver this one group of verses in the uh, Gospel of uh, John, and it's John 15, 1 through 17, where he talks. Jesus is telling his apostles that. I am divine, you are the branches. No branch can bear fruit without the mm -hmm, vine. Yeah. I'm like, man, doesn't that make sense for this company, though? Because that's what we're kind of trying to do, incorporate all these businesses, a.k.a. branches, into this one entity and helping them be fruitful and do what they were meant to do. 
and that started looking up different names. So what, all right, so what do we want to name it? How do we incorporate that? We found this verse that's very inspirational. It's kind of like guiding us. This is what we want to do. This is what, how we want to be identified. So we just took the word vine and started looking up other uh, translations of the word uh. vine. First, we start out with like synonyms and stuff because we don't want to be like vine capital, right, vine right. partners, <laughs> right. like that. Like, and we looked up the Latin root of it and uh, vinea was, was the Latin word for vine. And I thought, man, wow. that looks cool. Like, I yeah. could, like, and you start thinking big picture. Like, I could totally see like one day, yeah. you know, being on uh, on Bloomberg or something like that. Alan Soto, CEO of Vinia Capital, and you know, like just put it yeah. like, you're like, oh, like yeah, I can see how that's legit. That sounds good. And then you got you guys are techies, so you know, next thing is, all right, is the IP address available? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 GoDaddy immediately. Oh yeah. man. Oh, I've bought so many don domains on oh. GoDaddy just because I thought it'd be a cool name. You don't day. use them. Do you buy so many don't you don't yeah, use them? Yeah, yeah. squatting. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's, nine, it's nine, real like estate. Nine ninety nine. Like yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, and then you sure. get, and then you get so mad when you see a domain you want and you go to the page and it's nothing and it's just a cyber squatter to say like yeah. this is available to you. It's real estate. It's up. real yeah. estate speculation. I That's literally it is. I, yesterday actually I was looking through and I picked out five different uh, domain names I was looking for. Yeah. Five of them. Each one of them was anywhere, like the first one was like 2000. I was like, good Lord, you know? And it went all the way up to 33. For my name, for my name, <laughs> it went up to 33,000. I'm like, who is sitting on my name? Like, why is, does somebody own that for $33,000? It's just insane. I don't know. I bought my name. Oh, well, as, soon as, I, as, as soon as I saw how cheap GoDaddy was, I'm like, oh, what yeah, yeah. the heck? Yeah. Tom, TommyWofford.com was very affordable. <laughs> was it? It's like 99 cents. There's, Nobody wants I'm going to look this up. There's a Daniel Gutierrez out there who's killing it somewhere. That somebody's like, all right, I'm going to get all the rest of these before he gets them. And $33,000 worth. So. Uh, so I feel your pain, man. So you get the name. So you've settled on the name. And now it's time to start putting sort of like action to it. Yeah. What, what's, what's step one for you? Just centralizing everything. All right, what what key components do we want up at the Venia Capital level? Now, if we have this parent company, what do we want? So it's like developing a marketing department and and a plan for that, developing a legal, developing technology, and centralizing some of the operational and strategical stuff. Like we still want very much all the tactical and service delivery to occur at the business levels themselves, but we kind of want Venia Capital guiding all the strategy and the growth for all these companies. And then also, okay, so what does Vinia Capital exists to do. So it, it exists to promote our three areas of focus. And our three areas of focus being individuals with uh, special needs, underserved children, and generational poverty. So all of our businesses, we want them to address at least one of those levels, uh, one of those areas of focus, either in by the customers that they serve straight up or through the team that works there. But we don't, we don't undertake ventures, at least not to this point. We've never undertaken a venture just because it makes money. Like it actually has to have meaningful impact. Like at the end of the day, wow. money's great, but none of us are going to be sitting here when we're 80, 90 years old, so glad that our bank accounts are so big. We're yeah. all going to, we're all going to be thinking right. about the stuff we did and the people we did it with. Yeah, man, that's well. That I hits. told you, I told you it was cool. When we, were, we were talking yeah. about, I was like, this guy's the, he's the real deal. He's le he's legit. Yeah. The real deal. So that's exciting. Um, so when, so what, I'm just not even going to guess at a year now. When, so when did, <laughs> when did Vanilla come to be? When was that? In 1960 when you were, <laughs> you shut your face. No, it, uh, like a, I guess we officially like really launched it. It would have been, um, 2019. Um, it technically it existed on paper since 2017. Right. So, but, uh, but 2019 was when you really started to, to visibly run things as Vanilla Capital and start trying to centralize all those components and have like an actual, uh, 
you know, management team at the at the Vina Capital level. And you guys are you guys are committed because you have put your stamp on downtown. Yeah, we're trying. I, I mean, you asked earlier, like what when you had all when you had this partner come in and now you had all these financial resources, what did you do of it? And something that pretty early on had had uh, been a calling to us was downtown and the revalidation that was going on and generational poverty that exists in some of the areas in Augusta. And well, what can we do to ensure that all this cool stuff happening downtown, the people that are here actually get to partake in it. The ones that want to, you know, participate mm -hmm. and, and be uplifted by this revitalization can actually do so. Like a lot of times you see all these high-end jobs come in that none of the people that live down there can, can get. So what, what's the point? They end up, it ends up just displacing them and moving them to another location. That's not, that's not the goal of business. That's not what, what should be, you know, the desired outcome for us as entrepreneurs and, and, and creators and movers and shakers. Yeah. So um, we decided, well, let's us start doing some stuff downtown. Like, let's just start buying buildings and, and, and creating businesses. One of the things we like to do is we don't buy a, we don't buy a building just because it's cool. Like, we look at the building, it's like, yeah, it's cool, but what can we do with it? Um, wow. Yeah, one of the things, it's like the cyber squatters, you know, you have mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of individuals around, sorry to say it, around this area, I'm just going to call it out, that yeah. just like to buy buildings and do nothing with them. Yeah. Yeah. And hope that the people around them do something so it drives up their values and right. they can cash out. Yeah. And, and that's just, that's counterproductive. That slows down progress. It halts progress. It, it, that was a big deal. Like when we, so, you know, our company was one of the very first companies and, and you know, Will's sitting over here off, off camera, but like Will was, Will was around when we moved downtown and we were like the first software company to move downtown. It was like before tax layer before, and like, it was weird. And we took a building and we turned it around and we, and we started like all of our employees rode bikes around town to get to restaurants. We, we incentivized them to stay downtown for lunch and to, you know, patronize the businesses downtown and get there early and park off street and walk and go see our downtown and do those types of things. And that was, you know, geez, 2016. So I mean, it was like back before they had announced cyber and, you know, all this other stuff, but and then, and there was all this, all of a sudden, like tax layer, it seemed like there was this big move to come downtown and really help our urban core. And then they announced cyber and all the prices tripled, like yeah. over, like artificially tripled overnight. And all the progress happening downtown came to a screeching halt. Yeah. And you got a lot of people with money that just went down there and bought stuff just to yeah, yeah do nothing. And, and then there were a lot of people, I mean, there were probably four names that own 80% of downtown. Then some of that, that crowd downtown, uh, they, they need to one, just fix some of the buildings and, and make them where they can be rented so that the economy can happen. But they're just holding on to them forever and ever and ever. And, uh, it's not helping anyone at all. Yeah. I think, I think some people are coming around and you, and, yeah. you, and you see some movement where there wasn't movement before to kind of revitalize those buildings and actually use them for something that uh, changes and helps shape the community for the better. Yeah, I think but like I, but Halterman's I getting rid of some of his buildings now and, and liquidating some properties, which yeah. is good for everyone. Yeah, Brian, I've, I've, we bought a couple of our buildings from Brian, yeah. so that was uh, that was really good. We were glad that we were able to come to an agreement and do those. Our, you know, uh, We moved our Vinia Capital offices from uh, Columbia County. We, were, we used to be off of Washington Road in Columbia County, and we moved it down here into the Leonard Building. You guys have a beautiful space. Like the Leonard Building is one of my favorite buildings downtown. It's a great corner location. It's fantastic. It's it's a great building, and I mean, I I just loved it just because it's it's such a nice 
facade. When, when you're walking downtown, you see a lot of buildings that are kind of falling apart. You wish somebody would do something and, and help uh, restore them to their former glory. And this building actually still looks like something out of a time warp. Uh, it is a, It was built in 1899, so it's going to be turning 122 years old. Uh, this year and it, and it's still pretty impressive when we went in there it's like it's got really good bones it's There's, a rock solid yeah. building yeah it's fantastic i wish I, we want to do something we've got a andrew my business partner and i have a have a oz an opportunity zone fund that starts next week and so we're going to start checking out some buildings downtown but i really love the old jc penny building um, oh yeah I, I feel like it could be it could be uh pont city market but downtown augusta it's got the space to do it uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, oh, but yeah. it'd be really cool when it's, somebody yeah, does it. It's a lot of work and it's probably right now, 140% of what it's actually worth is what they're asking for it. But whatever, at this point, you're going to, you're going to overpay to buy something substantial downtown because if you're going to get it right now, because that's where the prices are. Yeah. So I mean, you just got to know that, suck it up and get through it. Um, so but I don't want to talk about, this is not a real estate show, but this is what I'm no, super into. Like, this is all I've been looking let's, at let's, lately. So my brain, uh, let's talk, uh, off camera. I got a, <laughs> I got an opportunity zone fund as well. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, let's and definitely cut. <laughs> stop the recording. Let's get into that. So, yeah. So we're doing that right now. Welcome, welcome to our new show. I don't invest yeah. in downtown real estate. Glad you guys can make it. I'm joined with Tommy, Alan Soto. <laughs> Oh yeah, there we go, there we go. Everybody, welcome back yeah. to the downtown Augusta real estate hour. Um, no, so it, we should do a show about that. That'd be fun. We should. Um, so now you guys have got a great building downtown. You've got a headquarters. You're you're moving into lots of square footage downtown. You've got a restaurant downtown. That and I have so I've got good friends at Whiskey Bar, so I hate to say this, but it's my you guys have my favorite hamburger, like cheeseburger, in all of downtown, and that's a big deal. Because Wait a minute. No, you've never. Okay, so I've listen. It was like it's like <laughs> wheels in the back, like woo. Like I've I I I used to love Farmhouse. It was like the jam. I've got a I've got a set menu item there, and then Whiskey Bar opened, and we went, and it was like oh they have this thing, the breakfast burger, and it became like it was the thing. It was my favorite. But then I got to go to meet Alan for lunch, and we ate at Pineapple Inc. And, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a burger. Can't go wrong with a burger. No, you legit can't go wrong with this burger. It is the best burger in Augusta. Oh and I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, I'm picky about my food. No, I know. A, it was I know. A, you know. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've eaten with me a lot. Yeah. It's incredible. We'll go. We'll go tomorrow. We'll go to lunch there. But I do, I do love Whiskey Bar, though. They're what? really good. No, no Whiskey Bar is good. I, so. get, I go there, get a beef bowl and a Sazerac. I'm good. For Tommy, for Tommy to say it's the best, so Tommy has he has introduced me to the best steak I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. What was it? What's the other one? Best macaroni and cheese. Something yeah, like we, that. best desserts. I, like I trust his opinion. If he says it's that good, like it's got to be that. I good. want him, but I, I I'm calling him out on something because they got the Elway burger. They need to make the Brady burger. The Brady. Oh burger. Yeah, yeah, it's a so burger with seven onion rings on it. Made of goats. Se <laughs> made of goats. Goat meat. Goat meat. Seven <laughs> onion rings. Seven rings. Goat burger. That's so funny. It's the Brady. <laughs> yes. I love it. I think that is. That's free. That's, that's free. A, that's a free. You guys idea. can take that. They're never going to hear this podcast, no. so it's all good. We'll, we'll tag them in it. Will's like, oh yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> they might listen to our real estate podcast. So, so you've got all this stuff happening downtown Augusta. What's what's your favorite project that you're working on right now? Um, oh wow, that's like asking somebody what's their who's favorite their favorite kid. kid. Now, I know, but I can tell you mine. I've got three, <laughs> I and I know which one's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the the only reason people say that is because they don't want an answer, not because right. they don't have one. Okay. The I'm other two, the other two kids don't listen to your podcast. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, They're too young. <laughs> that's the, the oldest. It's definitely the oldest. Um, 
Wow. I mean, I I don't know. I they all have they're all so different. Like I, obviously, I love the restaurant. I mean, I started the restaurant. That was like a that was a pure hobby, passion business. I like what guy at some point doesn't say, man, wouldn't it be cool to own my own bar and restaurant one I day and bring it, my yeah. friends? Exactly. Everybody, everybody yeah. has. I said Absolutely. it, and like, then I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sold it. So I'm not man out here. <laughs> and then you start your restaurant, and you say, what idiot would actually want a restaurant? <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, that's why we sold it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, obviously, I love the restaurant. I've always been big into food and stuff. Um, I, I think one of the things that really excites me just being in downtown Augusta is the redevelopment. I, I'm so stoked about the 702 building, the Leonard building that we're, we're literally like gutting that whole building and, so and rebuilding. Cool. And we've got some really cool ideas. Vinia Capital's offices are moving in there onto the fifth floor. We should hopefully start uh, that actual construction, the build out, the demo's done, but the build out should start next month. And we're, we're super stoked about just being yeah. able to be really, to be firmly entrenched mm-hmm in downtown Augusta and continue to acquire more real estate and redevelop it. That's something that kind of did the whole, got into the whole real estate, not intentionally. I just got tired of paying other people's mortgages for them. I've noticed if we're leasing, that means we're paying somebody else's uh, yeah. note and investment off for them. And, you know, I'm too much of a numbers guy and a spreadsheet nerd. And I, and I look at them like, holy cow, we could, the, yeah. li- the, the payments that we're making to them, we could have this thing paid off in eight years if we bought it ourselves. That's crazy, so, yeah. so yeah, so we started just acquiring real estate more and more. And for the first, first like 10 years of buying real estate, it was all owner occupied real estate. It's only recently that we started buying some of the stuff downtown that was more space than we needed. Like we would still do something in the, in the building itself, but then we would lease the rest of it out. Right. But it, but it's really cool to be able to go in there and kind of just learn the history of the building and then, and then build something, yeah. you know, it's like, it's the whole entrepreneur thing. Why do you like being an entrepreneur? You like the creation process, you know, it's this redeveloping some of this real estate is even more hands-on. Like you're literally seeing it. I bet, yeah. The yeah. moment it's built, I'm done. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that's me. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, the moment it's built, I don't want to manage it anymore. Like somebody else take this thing I built yeah. and run with it, make it make money. I want to go build something new. Yeah, we're, we're totally wired the same way. I am, I'm totally a big picture, hard charging dude. And then then once the ship is built, like, all right, you steer it. Don't crash into any rocks. <laughs> I'm going to go build a new ship. That's Tommy, man. Yeah, that's so or I'm funny. Or I'm going to go get this ship that's pointed the wrong direction. I'm going to point the right direction, yeah. and then I'll hire somebody to, to, run, to yep. drive that one for man. me. That, that's that's what I enjoy doing the most. I, I mean, uh, I, I noticed that uh, a couple years in the business, once we kind of, like, we're building it and building it, and then you, you kind of hit little lulls. It's like our growth hasn't happened on a, on a real nice rising curve. It's kind of been real choppy. You know, you go up, then you flatline for a little while. You go up, then you flatline mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, so, but man, those like little flatline plateau marks, those were brutal. Like it was just you beating I, your I, head I, against yeah, the wall yeah, the whole time. Like, yeah. I'm like, I mean, people that can't see me, like I'm like clenching my fist because I just, <laughs> I, I want to do something. I want to make something happen. You yeah. know, like it's the, it's the growth and stuff that excites me. And that's probably why I start, started, uh, businesses on the side just cause like I needed, you needed something, something I, to do. I have, I have terrible business ADD. Like um, I, I cannot focus on one thing. I'm much better at doing five, six things at one time than I am doing one thing at a time. <laughs> I, so. I told him before oh, you got here, I was like, this guy's me. He's just me. <laughs> this is getting, this is getting creepy now that like you guys are the same person. I know. I'm just a younger version. Yeah. Of, uh, Born well, in you the were, 1980s. You were, I was going to say, it's late eighties, man. What are you talking yeah, about? That's so funny. <laughs> So how old are you? Let's ask that question. I was born in the 80s. You were born in the 80s. Yeah. All right. So I'm a 79 <laughs> baby. So I'm a, I'm a 70s so baby. So what are you talking? So what? You look I at just, me and somehow <laughs> think I'm older than you then? No. No. I'm just bad with time. Shots are being fired. I'm, I'm just down. bad with time altogether. Uh, bad with time. All right. So you 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 kind of reneged on the 
uh, which project is your favorite and, and gave an okay answer, but you didn't pick one. So I, I love the restaurant. The restaurant's great. What's the, what's the thing right now that's doing the most community good? The thing you're proudest of right now? Will's Dills. Is it Will's Dills? Is that what we're... I, I, got, <laughs> I, I have nothing to do with that one. <laughs> I just wanted to plug um, it because he's in the room. Yeah, keeping Will employed is probably my biggest community. <laughs> um, golly. I mean, we're all they're all doing something. I mean, obviously building businesses downtown Augusta and being able to hire people down here is something that we're, we're really passionate about. That's why we're down here. Um, our, our largest business right now is actually Able Kids. And that's a, it's a, it's autism clinics and we provide ABA therapy, uh, for children with autism. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, we also provide speech and occupational therapy there as well. And yeah. yeah, And we've got, uh, we've got four open locations for that right now. Um, three in the Augusta area, one in Savannah, and we have six right now that we've actually acquired locations that should be open in the next 90 days. So that'll get us up to 10. And that's kind of, that's kind of, you guys don't mess around. It's like, yeah. Hey, we got four and, and we'll just go double that now. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. so, sick. Well, we have, we have a very good uh, model that we feel is doing really well. And there's a lot of need for our services. All of our locations have wait lists and the wait list got big enough that they could, the wait list was big enough to open up a new location. Wow, so that's cool. yeah. That's really so cool. we're actually, we've got a second one in Savannah that we're opening up. We've got two in Columbia, South Carolina that we're opening up. We've got two in Atlanta that we're opening up and we've got another one here. That's so um, cool, man. Yeah. Congratulations, dude. That's Thanks. awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're continuing to expand and that'll be, that'll be the first time that we actually like cross, even though we're right across the river, that'll be the first time that we actually crossed the state line with a business. So now we're in multi states. Um, so that's, that's, cool. uh, that's really exciting for us. Yeah. My attorney was excited too. It's like, all right, that means more paperwork that you got to file. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like, darn. <laughs> more billable hours. Like they're just looking at you. Like your attorney's got to love it. Like as fast as you spend, like if you're, or anything like our, our attorney's a great friend, but he still charges us. And he, I, we've what, like, you know, started 10 LLCs in the last six months. And so yeah. he's, he loves us. That's me. I learned how to start my own LLCs, though. They're not that 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 hard. I don't want to learn. Uh, I don't want to know it. I don't yeah. want to learn it. I want to make a phone call and be like, hey, Brian, so I'm going to send you an email. Start me a new LLC. I need an EIN by Friday. And then it happens. Like, that's yeah. That's where I like to be. No, my, my attorney is one of my one of my best friends, too. So it's uh, he he definitely likes me, though, when, when I'm doing all this <laughs> wheeling and dealing and stuff because it's, yeah. All right. So let's 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 get we haven't done this in a long time i want to pull a card oh no yeah no, like, uh, I, we, uh, we warned him about it so like they're different so like there's some uh i don't know i don't know if i don't want to ask him a yellow card question because no, i feel we like i do that to him he's I'm not, a good I'm, guest. Not, I'm not so good on the spot with, with these type of questions i'm not though. either but so i'm not either I'll, we'll find a good one wait is it just oh, wait, him wait. or am i am i doing it too no i'm gonna this i'm gonna like, ask yep. him this one so this is like this is a dice card so this is like uh so, so people who haven't watched this before sometimes we pull out these cards and they're they're great questions some of them we've 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 cried some of these questions have been a little too deep than we wanted to answer maybe i didn't cry on camera but i definitely yeah, did cried later. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so so this is uh this, we're gonna roll the dice here and it doesn't give us a, a subject matter but this is a great question so i'm okay. gonna ask it so assuming your life is a story and you're the author what does your happy ending look like? 
my happy ending. Yeah. So if you're if you're writing the story, if you're the author of the story of your life, what is when you get to the end and it's time to wrap the story up? What does the happy ending look like? You you uh sitting on a porch in a rocking chair with your girl looking off into the sunset? Or are you you gonna die at your desk like me? Because that's what's I'm. Oh, that's what no I'm doing. way. No way. I mean, what's your happy? What have you accomplished? What have you done? What do you want people to say about you? Oh wow. See, it's not easy. This was this was a pretty on the spot question. Like, you, I don't know that. What is the meaning? What do you want the meaning of your life to be, Alan? I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, ten seconds. Fire it off. Let's go. Um, I don't work this hard just to keep working. That's good. You know, I I very much want this. This is a big world. I love Augusta, but there's yeah. a lot more to this world than Augusta. I I, I want to see it. I have a, a three-year-old, uh, three-and-a-half-year-old son who lives with me. Um, so I would like to to build something that he can be proud of and that and he can, uh, you know, partake in one day. I'd like to have a kingdom, you know. I'd like yeah. to, to do something good for, for God and, and be, you know, use all my resources to make sure that people know that the reason we're here is because of what he's done for us. So yeah. I want, I want to keep spreading that. I'm very, I'm very much a Christian. You could tell that right, yeah, right. <laughs> from, from the moment I was here. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I did it. I'd like to find someone to, to share all that with and, and have uh, other, other kids and, and yeah, be on that, on that rocking porch or on that boat or riding around in, a, in an airplane, just exploring the heck out of this world. And I, I, I mean, I'd like, I'd like to make a difference. I mean, at the end of the day, if you say, well, what is the happy ending? It's, um, I heard this. I heard this once from some guy on a, on a podcast that he said his goal was to outlive his body, and you, you know, you, physically you can't do that, but you can do that in in the impact that you make in yeah, other yeah, people's yeah. lives, so that people actually remember right. you even when you're gone in the right ways. Right, right, right. And I, I would like for people to remember me as like, man, things were a little better when Alan was around, or, or a difference yeah. that I made in, in somebody's life, or, or, the, or the team that we have together, the business, the difference that our business has made in people's lives. If, as long as we leave stuff a little bit better than it was when we got here, I, agree, I think yeah. that's, that's successful, and that would be a very that's good. happy ending for me. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I feel like we need more more Alan on the podcast. I feel Absolutely, like this yeah. is. I feel like we didn't scratch the surface really of what we no, could be we talking about. So, will you come back and hang out with us again? Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys heard it. Yeah, he committed. So, <laughs> We've got it locked that's down. That's the only reason we recorded it. Is that, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, you want to take us out? See if you can hit the post. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in for watching. Um, if you don't know, we have a website, leadfastco.com, and you can always follow us at, at leadfastco on Facebook and Instagram. That's it, right? We don't have Twitter. Yeah, just... just Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> the creative director just asked me what social media platforms <laughs> know, we have, man. man. It's been a long day. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching.